Welcome back to another episode of Lobster Party. Kelton. What's up? Thanks for coming, man. What's up, man? How are you? I've never been on this side of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't done a podcast in a long time. Yeah. So. Well, we're glad to have you on, man. Yeah, dude. Hey, your microphone's sideways. I know. I, I was <laughs> trying to find a good spot for it. There you go. There you go. Thank you. I should have known better than that. (laughs) That would have been a hell of a nightmare to edit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I like your shirt, man. Thanks. Rogan for president. This was actually the the shirt I rocked in the uh, rock out shot in that video. Yeah. Which you couldn't, you couldn't ever really see it very well. There was some things I didn't like about the video. Uh Uh-huh. If we could redo it, I would have done some things a little, a little different, Mm -hmm. but that's just being picky. But, uh, in that shot you could i don't know if you could ever really see much on, yeah. the, on the video i mean yeah i didn't notice the shirt in yeah, the video yeah. um but i do want to ask like so i know i mean we're all like joe rogan fans we love the joe rogan experience i know I'm, you guys I'm a do big, too big joe guy yeah dude obviously um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a whole video and whole song about it <laughs> yeah well actually uh i was just kind of swinging for the fences on that one that, I've actually had that idea for probably like two years almost. Mm-hmm. And wait, what was your question? Because I was about to just roll into something. <laughs> no, dude, uh, you're good. My question was basically like, what what were you trying to achieve making that video, man? Like, did you re- did you want Joe Rogan by chance to see it? Uh, that would be best case scenario. Yeah, but uh, mainly just some fucking traffic to my channel mm-hmm. like i mean y'all know anybody that's trying to be creative it, it's a tough crowd out there yeah <laughs> they, yeah it's you, hard you you don't get a lot of love which i don't need a lot of love like i'm not i'm not sitting here because i i used to kind of get on that train where you're like man because you do you work hard on shit even one song like especially nowadays like people don't think writing a song's like hard but fucking writing a song's hard mm-hmm. let alone like doing it professionally and like a, re- a solid recording and then yeah, actually making it sound good and mm-hmm. full mastered all that yeah, shit yeah album art you know the whole post fucking posting it you know all that shit it's kind of uh people that don't do it don't appreciate it but that's not their fault and I would <clears throat> we've all probably done this but I would kind of like be mad at him about it be like y'all fucking pieces of shit and I'll listen to my shit like I'm working my <laughs> ass off on this yeah you know and then it was like it's not which I don't really know where I'm going with that but it's not about that shit like we've all had garage bands y'all did garage bands right yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, in his garage. Yeah, dude. <laughs> For a little bit. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I was watching some old Blink videos. Like, they have this Sydney show where they went down to Sydney and they're playing. And, like, dude, just Mark, Tom, Travis, they're just up on stage just having a ball. And I'm like, dude, that's what this shit's about. I love writing music. I love writing songs. I love playing music. Like, nothing feels better than when you write a song. It's like, I want to do this shit forever. And how can I figure out a way for me to be able to do that forever? Mm-hmm. And it and mean, like, it kind of sucks. You have to make it, because people are like, if you're not professional or you're not making a living with it, you're, like, wasting your time. And it's like, well, if I'm fucking happy, I'm not wasting my time. But you're not wrong. I do need to figure out how to, like, make some money. And so then I kind of figured out, you don't really even have to be famous to make money playing music. 
we all know tons of people that are not famous by any means and they're playing 50 to 100 shows a year and they're making a living and i was like if i can do that shit i would be happy like that i would be pumped and so just started building building and i was like well i do know a little bit about marketing let me try to i'm gonna shoot and try to make money doing this like obviously but that's not the main goal the main goal is to be able to just do it so i don't have to do a job i don't want to do all day which is where the filmmaking came in which is why we started the wedding company because i was like that if i'm filming weddings even if i'm filming weddings forever i'm out of the nine to five yeah which i'm still in not i deliver tractors all day still because i'm we're trying to build a i'll get to that in a second trying to build a studio so we can like really do this stuff and so it's just like if i can just get over this hump and even if you're making 20 grand a year if i'm out of the nine to five and i can focus on creative stuff even if it's weddings along with music i'm like way better off than where i was like where i was was working 50 hours a week still am but like you get what I'm saying? Like, you keep getting further away from it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like two years ago, I was like way in it. Now I'm like almost out of it. Like, the only thing keeping me there is I'm trying to get a loan for the studio and I cannot quit my job until like a like uh, amount of years or so. No, right? no, till it's done. Just till oh, it's done. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, as soon as it's done, uh, I can quit my job mm-hmm. and, and do weddings full time and focus on uh, music. But the Joe song was just like i've got this content and i was like like i think a lot of people think that people think that they're the best i definitely don't think i'm the best and i definitely don't think box one's the best but i'm like you don't have to be the best like i just want to be able to play music for a living Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be the fucking in the hall of fame rock and roll hall of fame to make a living playing music and so I kind of was like, if I could just get a song out there, because the algorithm, because I've got two wedding videos on my wedding channel that are clickbaity, and they've got like 30,000 views. So I've had some work with the algorithm. So I was just like, if I post something like it's my Joe Rogan experience, Joe Rogan's, the Joe Rogan experience, I was like, that theoretically eventually should get traffic to my channel. Definitely. So, the game plan is just to now just let that simmer. I'm kind of really busy with weddings right now, so I'm going to try to not really do anything big until I get the studio done. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of in limbo. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool, dude. I mean, I, I hope that the uh, the studio gets done for you real fast because I know being in on that, that line of like trying to get out of... Uh, doing that job and pursue that shit full time is uh it's a weird spot to be in but but yeah. that, that's really awesome because i i mean I, I like half half-ass experienced that like somewhat recently um and uh, and, I, and i can attest to like being able to quit just like whatever you know regular ass job you're doing especially if you don't really like it that much um to be able to pursue stuff that you actually enjoy doing even if you're making a little less money or less or however much, like it's, it's so worth it. 
It's like if you can just make it to where you're doing a living to be able to do something that actually makes you happy, then it's it is totally worth it. Like, because uh, I've been doing like hotel hotels, working in hotels and doing hotel management for years and stuff. And I just like wound up quitting back in March. And I'm just doing uh, private drum lessons now. And then I guess on the side, of course, like I'm play, I'm trying to start playing shows. I'm doing the podcast and all that stuff. And I mean, yeah, like realistically, at least at the moment, or well, especially early on, I have more lessons now, so it's a lot better. But it's a definite pay cut from like what I was making as an AGM at a hotel. But I'm so much happier. I'm so much happier and a lot less stressed out. And uh, even even if my schedule, like the thing with that was like my schedule was because of my position was supposed to be really good, right? But um, it doesn't usually work out that way. <laughs> because you're constantly getting calls and if someone doesn't show up or some shit goes down like you just wind up being there a lot more than you're supposed to be and it sucked I, I you know i was i was definitely just kind of in a in a miserable spot and i just kind of had to hit a point and realize like it's you know it's not worth it i just like i, I got the offer for the drum lessons so that seemed like it timed out really well i had saved up a lot of money and i was in a position where i was like if i quit now i'll be okay I'll be okay for at least a little bit. We'll see what happens. And it was, was worth it <laughs> easily, dude, easily, you know, yeah. I mean, I, like, yeah, I could, I, I could be making a little more than, than I am now, you know, if I had it stuck with it, but I, I'd be, I'd still be fucking miserable, you know? Yeah. And you don't really like, unless you're like trying to do something for a career, you don't really get anywhere. Cause like, I've, it's been like three years since I started this stuff and it's like, man, and you really kind of, you look back, you make a lot of progress and, you know, still don't have a bunch of listeners and stuff like that, but I'm not even worried about that, dude. Yeah. Like that's a trap, man. Worrying about being famous. It's a real getting, getting in the numbers game and getting in the check in your social media. And I know I just probably sound like a guy that doesn't have any followers, <laughs> mm -hmm. but like, I'm pretty thankful, dude, that, uh, I have gotten such a cold shoulder at the start because it's like, dude, you really, one, you might be like a lot lazier because uh, I remember when we put our first song out, like nobody listened and we were like, well, shit, well, maybe this next one they'll like it better. And it's just like just nothing, like no, nobody said nothing. And then, then it like flipped a switch. I was like, well, you know what? If they don't like this shit, I'm just going to put a bunch of songs out. And I'm just going to keep putting them out. Yeah. And uh, that was like a good little motivation for a minute. But it's like, it's not about that. And once you realize, like, it's just, you know, they talk about like women, like women get on there. You see people with unrealistic bodies in magazines and shit like yeah. that. It's like, if you're a musician, social media is like so damning because it's like, you having a following does not mean if what you, even if you put out something really good and this i this really clicked with me i do, I do full-time filmmaker which changed my life which is just a an online course that this guy parker wallback he created and it's just instructional videos on how to how to be a professional videographer and it changed my life that's how like the weddings have just exploded i'm doing all these weddings like I got 40 weddings already this year and I can keep booking them and we're not popular. Like I'm not, my Instagram is not popping. I don't have 10,000, but I go to these weddings and I talk to these people that their Instagrams are, they have all these followings and I'm doing more weddings than them. 
And I'm like, that's because this is a business. And I feel like music's the same way. And eventually you do hit that point where you do get the following, but that comes with the business. Mm -hmm. And it's like the way I've kind of thought about it is it's like, how many people do you know where you like walk down the street and you're like, hey, do you know all the small things? Well, say 10 million people know all the small things. Well, that 10 million people, I guarantee you probably only 2 million of those 10 million don't know who Blink-182 is. So you've got the song, you got the band, and then you got the artist. Mm-hmm. Like it, it dwindles its way down. And if they know the song, you're good to go. That's really all that matters. They don't yeah. even need to know yeah. your band. You yeah. can go anywhere. That's a good point. And all I need to do is play in front of a, like 50 to 100 people every night. And you're making a living, dude. Mm-hmm. And if they want to hear that Joe song, I will play that Joe song until I'm 60 years old for money. And so that was my thought process on that. So I kind of sold out on it. And then I was like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, dude, you gotta go over the top. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do something like that, have you ever seen Tropic Thunder? Yeah, long <laughs> dude, time ago, dude. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I was laying in bed. Working on this fucking Joe song, and I'm like, dude, did I go full retarded? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, did I go? Because you know, he's like, you can't go full retarded. Yeah. And I was what was like, it? A uh, simple Jack? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, dude, you know, you gotta go half retarded. Not. And I was like, I got to tell Brian the whole time we were filming it. I was like, dude, you gotta go all in, dude. Yeah. Like, you gotta go. But uh, the studio. You know how it is, dude. You have all these ideas and like the music video y'all did. Like, dude, it's such a... That Joe song, I probably have 20 to 30 hours of filming in it. And what's annoying about that is most of the filming is because I have to move locations. Like, because I don't have a place to film. And so it's like, I was like, dude, I'm getting married. She wants to build a house. And I'm like... I need an office to work in. I'm about to quit my job. And so it's basically, it's a 3,000-foot shop mm-hmm. with a 1,000-foot apartment. And then the rest of it's it's got two offices. One's going to be the computer room and one's a recording studio. And then the rest of it's a big open room. It's going to be finished out with sheetrock. And we're going to have a stage in there like with a wood floor, like a nice wood floor with overhead lots and stuff so we can do live streams out of there. I can do all my music videos. I can change sets in there. I have different, not really podcasts, I have TV show ideas that I want to film out of there. So like, I'm just so held back on content right now. Because I go to my YouTube and I'm like, dude, I know that a lot of this shit's cheese ball. I know a lot of this shit I could do way better. But it's like, what people don't know is when you're working a fucking job, how hard it is to do anything. And so, right, absolutely. Yeah, and so I'm like, and what they also don't get is like, you go listen to whoever your favorite band is. I've been on a My Chemical Romance kick. That's where the uh, the Joe song, a lot of it uh, came from them. Like, I've been listening to them, and I was like, dude, I need a epic solo in this. And so uh, there's some drops and stuff that came off the Black Parade album that I was it's kind of cool but mm-hmm. if you go listen to their very first album before they hit uh, Three Tier Suit Revenge it sounds like Walmart version of My Chemical Romance and so it's just like dude 
what people don't get is you get better. Mm-hmm. Like you get better. Oh so, yeah. So like, like you go listen to my shit right now. If you keep doing music, imagine the kind of music you're going to be putting out in five years or the music you're going to be putting out. And especially when you can dedicate all of your attention to something. Cause look, there's parts of songs where I'm like, dude, I wish you would change the way you said that word. Or I wish, you know, the guitar like is spent and it's just little bitty parts. But since you're working a full-time job and you're just trying to throw this stuff together, you're just, you're just going to put it out. Yeah. Having to figure out like, oh, I can go over here and work on something for two hours at 8 p.m. after working all day versus yeah. being able to dedicate a full day to actually doing it. Yeah. yeah. And so, or even dedicating one of your off days. I mean, even then, it's like you're having to use up your entire off day working on something all day. Yeah. You know? And so we said, I was like, dude, we've done all this shit trying to like think of what people would want to hear and all that stuff. We're going to get this studio built. Hopefully it's built maybe around November or so. And I can quit my job. And I was, we were like, we're not booking any weddings like January, February. And uh, we're going to write an album, like a real band. Like sit down, like not care what people want to hear. I've got a bunch of stuff. Like me and Brian, we send little voice memos back all the time like i've got so many guitar riffs in my voice memos and like i've kind of got a sound i want to like you know it's kind of building and i'm like dude i want to like not do shit that whole month and i've never done that like and i y'all probably y'all have never done that have you uh, <laughs> probably not i mean <laughs> the closest we've probably come to that was like like when we were actually still in high school exactly. in summer and, and you we don't could, know we could just spend like you know, but it definitely wasn't just like a straight month, yeah, but exactly. I mean, we were doing a lot of days and, you know, yeah. so that's probably the closest, but like, yeah, I mean, after that point we've, but knowing what no you know way. now, dude, yeah. Like if you had that time you had when you were a kid, knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. like, dude, that's true. That was back when we sucked. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> I, we still suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm dude, I'm really stoked for you, man. Like mm-hmm. you're building this badass studio and you're going to be living in it. Yeah. And that's really cool. It's really cool to hear that, like, you have TV show ideas and stuff like that because Patrick and I have been talking about, like, doing a movie and stuff. Like, we want to do a movie. We want to do, a, like, a fucking comedy thing. We want to make video games and just everything. We want to fucking do everything. Now that Brandon has his PC built, like, we're going to actually start hitting this video game a lot harder now mm-hmm. uh, because I've been the only one working on it at the moment. And I come to, like... I hit a wall where I need more eyes on it because I'm fucking something up and YouTube's not being very helpful at the moment. So I need other eyes on it right now to tell me what I'm doing wrong with it before I fuck it up even more. It's not, it's like to a point where it's, you know, you can't go back. Dude, nobody wants to hear this, but I think the best thing you can do is buy a masterclass. I spent $500 on full-time filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, I did the YouTube stuff, and it got us... I did that for two years. And, like, dude, when you get a good master class, and every genre's got it. If you're into whatever you want to be into, somebody's got a $500 to $1,000 master class. Mm-hmm. And they teach you the business of it as well. Like, they're like, if you want to be in this industry, this is how you do it. And if you do what they tell you to do, it's crazy. It just starts working. Mm-hmm. And so that would be what I would recommend. Because, dude, I guarantee you there's a master class on 
on game building. Oh, definitely. I know there is. I know yeah. several YouTubers that do the same thing. Yeah. Like that you subscribe to their yeah. stuff, their Patreons, and if you pay X yeah. amount, you get this content and classes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely considered it with a couple YouTubers that do video game design. Dude, it's hard to make yourself pull the trigger. Because it's kind of a stereotype. Like, you're like, dude, that shit's a scam. Like, people are just trying to take your money. But it's like, nah, dude, college is a scam. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah, it really can be. (laughs) Dude, in my full-time filmmaker group, they're like, dude, I've learned more in one video than I did a whole semester. Like, you know, for $500. And you, like, dude, I have it forever. Like, hundreds of videos. Like So you you can go back and reference them anytime mm -hmm. you want. Anytime it's got... uh, Wedding Video Pro, it's got Music Video Pro, so like every genre like of the industry, it's got Commercial Pro, like whatever you want to get into, you can go, and so like Music Video Pro, I haven't even watched it yet, so like I'm really excited to get into that, like dude, I've got documentaries, like dude, I'm a filmmaker, like I want to make films, and so dude, I love to make music, and uh, definitely going to play a lot of shows in the future, but... Dude, I got documentaries. I've got TV show ideas. I've got, I'm really like making skits, dude. Like, I love comedy. Like, yeah. You know, and sketch comedy and skits are pretty big right now on YouTube, too. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like with TikTok, the, the whole phone 60 second comedy really took off. And so I feel oh, like yeah, that format. Is, yeah, yeah. So I feel like the the more in depth, longer, creative skit videos kind of have room to make a little bit of a con- like Saturday Night Live top thing. They could. Um, I mean, they still do. Like people definitely still do them. But um, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of a like a weird fifty fifty. I think it, it's going to be probably catering to a slightly different crowd just because a lot of the people that are on TikTok are like watching these, you know, one, two minute skits on YouTube are used to just kind of cycling through small bits of content. It's probably hard to actually get them to watch anything over five minutes. And it's different. It's weird. It's people, very different. That's, that's very it's well said. It's cycling yes. through different people too. It's not staying on one person's channel. Yeah. You know, yeah, like exactly. That, most most of those people don't really even give a fuck who made it, you know, especially on TikTok. Exactly. Because it's so bizarre. Dude, they it's do so not bizarre. Care like, who you made know, it, yeah. yeah, there's no shame like there's no shame in just like copying a trend or copying what someone's doing. Like it's literally like some guy some guy will make a meme or a video that that's funny and that's cool and then it's just like a million other people just literally doing the same exact thing. They just take the sound bit and copy it. And that's it. And then people just sit there and watch that shit forever. Yeah. I don't know, man. My girlfriend's hooked to it. And dude, every person I don't I don't have it, which I kinda think I need to get it not a personal TikTok, but a band TikTok and maybe put a Joe clip up there to see if I can get a little traction on it. But probably would. Yeah, honestly. Absolutely. Like a sixty second clip of it. I'm not too worried about it, dude, because honestly like the way the algorithm dude it took like three months for my wedding one to start and i just i do not see how that's not going to get clicked on with his name on it like even if it's a shitty video like people will at least make fun of you like you know what i'm saying so it's i think it's a cool video dude, it's man. dope it's fu- the, it's the so song's good. really catchy too it's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's funny but it, but it's catchy you know i, I like it i like it <laughs> funny thing about the song and is, it shot well like earlier you were I, like 
I get what you're saying about like you know looking back at it, be like, oh, it's a little like, underexposed my... at the beginning. It's a little dark. Yeah, but like that's you're you're your stuff. own like worst critic, like that yeah. and that and that. But that's you know that's true for anyone making anything. I I'm hypercritical of myself more than anyone, you know, and same probably for everyone. But like just from me watching it, no, I, I didn't have any complaints with it. I thought it was shot well. The song's funny. It's catchy. It's it's cool, dude. Yeah, and that's all. I that's what I was telling Brian. I was, I was like, dude, as long as it makes him laugh, I don't like. I do care about the the filmmaking aspect, but like as long as people get a good laugh, that's what. And they're like into the story. Like, are you trying to? Mm-hmm. I want you to. Like you're watching a movie, like you got sucked into it, and you're like, okay, what is this jackass doing? Like, what's he got going on here? You know, <laughs> and that—that's uh, kind of what you're. If that doesn't happen while you're watching a video, you made a shitty video. Mm-hmm. You know, are but, you guys gonna put out like a behind-the-scenes thing making of? Dude, I don't have Joseph? any footage from no. behind the scenes. Yeah. Every time we were rolling the camera, dude, I was actually like filming a shot. Yeah, dude, yeah. Dude, that was that was tough. How long did it take you guys to make that one? Like 20 to 30 hours of filming. A lot of it was thinking, like just a lot of thinking. Like I had to, the way the song came together, we had talked about the Joe song for like two years. I would send a melody and some lyrics. Like we were trying to come up with a chorus. And the original idea is it was just going to be the... The chorus was going to be about Joe, and then the verses were just going to be jam-packed of, like, Joe references and Joe guest, Like, just popular guests like Elon, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so then we were just sitting there one day, and this was probably, like, February of this year. And Bron texted me, and he was like, dude, I got a melody, and we need to, like, let's just, let me come over, and let's write this song real quick. Because uh, it's time to do the Joe song. And I was like, all right. Because we just, dude, I've had so many projects I'm working on that it's like, I try to get something on autopilot. So I call it my boat. So I have a boat. And at some point, your tide is going to rise. How big is your boat going to be when it rises? So I'm like all over this boat working on it. And like, I got filmmaking over here. I got my music over here. And... KB, the wedding stuff, it took a lot of time to build the website, build the portfolio, get the ads going, get the customers cycling in, get the messages coming where you're having interactions, getting your store open. It took a lot of work. But once I got it, I was able to take it and put it over here on autopilot. I still have to answer the messages. I still have to go do the jobs, but I don't have to put any brain power in how to market it, how to how to build it, stuff like that. So I got that going and we are like, okay, it's time to, we had done the same thing with box one, but we hadn't done enough with box one. Like box one was first, then we put it over here and then we got KB out, put all of our brain power into it. And then we were like, we're gonna grab box one again. And so that was in February. And so he came over and he had, he had, the, <laughs> he had that fucking chorus and he was like, Hey, Joe, you're my best friend. And I was like, dude, I like that shit. And so he had, a, he had a melody, a chord progression. And, dude, we were just sitting there, and I grabbed my guitar. And, dude, it just, like, spilled out the whole first verse. Like, it was like, I was like, I wake up, the news is blaring. And, dude, 20 fucking minutes, that whole song was written. Every verse, like, dude, I had a piece of paper, 
And I was like, dude, this would be funny as fuck on this line. And dude, that was a that was a fun song to write. But uh, it all came together. Sent it to Nathan. I wanted him to do the lead on it because if Joe heard it, I I knew he really loved '80s music. I don't know how much of our stuff you've listened to, but I'm not. I don't do scales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a bad habit. We've talked about it. Yeah. But like I grew up watching Tom. I literally learned how to play guitar watching Tom along on YouTube. Not YouTube on LimeWire. Holy shit. Yeah, I would watch his live shows, and that's how I learned how to play guitar. So I don't. I need to learn my fucking scales. But so I do a lot of Tom riffs, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of punk stuff, and. I was like, I knew Joe really loved 80s music. And so uh, Nathan, dude, he's a shredder. And I was like, dude, let's go for like a My Chemical Romance kind of like on the Welcome to the Black Parade where it comes into the, where he's like, do, 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 Yeah, That's like the sound I had in my head of where the chorus was going to, or the, solo was gonna come in mm-hmm. and then he just took that and made it way better and hell yeah yeah so then just all came together and so and then the the video dude i once the song was out i listened to the song probably a thousand times in my truck and just started putting the music video together in my head mm-hmm. and uh me and brian just went through it and figured out how we were gonna film it and we got, you know, Joe Lane. Yeah. He yeah. helped us film a lot of the shots. Some of the shots we filmed on our own later. He did all the performance shots and, like, a lot of the, like, the bicycle stuff. He mm-hmm. did a lot. He did most of it. And so that is everybody that helped with it. <laughs> That's cool, man. Like, it looks like it's, it's a really fun song. Yeah. Fun to listen to. It looked like it was fun to make. Yeah. It's hilarious. It was not as fun to make as it looks. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I mean, that's usually how it goes. I mean... It is not fun to yeah, I mean, things. Yeah, I mean, usually the the process for doing all that shit it takes a lot of time, and it can be really stressful in the moment. I mean, that's basically how it was, like, with our video. I mean, it, de- it definitely took less time in terms of shooting, but, man, was it a pain in the ass. And mostly because we wanted to do it at night. Yeah. Um, Night filming is not easy either. Yeah. You got to have a really expensive lenses and stuff for that to do it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a uh, uh, Dalton. Yeah. Dalton do it, and he he did such a fantastic job with it and everything, and and on and just a fantastic job like toughing it out in the cold and working with us and all that. Oh yeah, anyway. it was cold, wasn't yeah, it? it was dude, cold. dude, it felt good all day. Um, and we, we were out like in what is that shit Mayflower Mayflower it was like this like quarry type area I couldn't tell you where the fuck it actually is but you know yeah I don't remember it, where it, it's at no I don't but, but it was but it was cool perfect for what we wanted it was awesome felt pretty good all day it was sunny uh, spent a lot of time setting up testing making sure everything worked everything was good to go and then we, pro- we probably spent about an hour just having to wait until it got dark enough for us to do it but in that time, once it finally got dark, for whatever reason, it got cold, got really cold. And like, I guess because it was cold, it like made water kind of rise from the ground. So like it was dry like everything, like there was like one puddle kind of like, like looked like toxic sludge over there. Dude. <laughs> it had like trash and shit in it. 
but no, yeah, it, it, it turns night, gets really cold, and then all of a sudden the ground's wet. So now, <laughs> now we're rain. everything's wet. No, yeah. So now, yeah. Luckily, we bought, brought that rug to put the drums on. Yeah. Otherwise, well, my drums got filthy anyway. But it would have been a lot worse. It would have been ruined. Your yeah. kit would have been ruined. I would have been really fucking yeah. upset. I put my kit in the but, snow. But dude, it was. Oh, oh yeah, for that one video. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I kicked it out. I mean, I kicked a little square out, but I, I put that bitch in the snow. Dang <laughs> man, it's dude, it's or, Orange County set I've had since ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you got to do it for the shot, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I probably would you know if we needed to but like i wouldn't be too happy about it no, <laughs> like, no dude, i had dude. to carry my kit through the rain the other day and um i just i don't know like i had to just wipe it all down and everything so i think it's okay but but it still sucked if i had a really which that kit is nice but if i was a drummer i'm not a drummer but if i was a drummer and i had a really nice kid i would not i would be very protective yeah i i think if I ever, you know, like decide to upgrade the kit I have and get some like like really nice shells and kit everything, I'll probably wind up investing in some cases, you know, for everything. I, I really kind of wish I had of a long time ago anyway. That would be really nice and it wouldn't be as big of a problem. Yeah. I did invest in a symbol bag and that's like one of the best things I've ever bought because they were like for... Mm, well, like the entire time in our first band, I didn't have a cymbal bag. So I would just get all my cymbals in a stack and like wrap them in a blanket <laughs> and just fucking transport them that way. And then it was just bringing the cymbals in individually. But no, a cymbal bag's a lifesaver because they're not that expensive, especially if you don't buy like there's certain branded ones that are really expensive and you're you really are almost just paying for the brand. But like the the Roadrunner ones. I think it was like thirty dollars, and it's like a really nice, durable cushion bag. Yeah. Um, Symbols suck to carry. Yeah, no, they really do. The bag makes it worth it. It's a little heavy if you have a lot of symbols, but like it again, totally worth it because it's. I mean, it's got a handle strap, but it's got a, a, a shoulder strap if you wanted to use that too. So. Are y'all gonna play any shows now? The world's back open. Man, we still gotta like finish writing. Yeah. Anything you know, uh, we're still kind of in the same spot. Last time you and I talked about. Yeah. where we were at musically and stuff. I still want to get back into it and still do it. I'm not going to give up on it. I just have other interests right now as far as video game developing and possibly making this horror film that Patrick and I have been talking about. Yeah, yeah. getting into filmmaking is a great thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's all about video now. And, like, dude, mm-hmm. it's just expensive. If you got to pay somebody to do all these ideas for you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... If you, like, you ride a TV show, dude, it'd be so expensive to get somebody to film it for you. Yeah. You know? And then, like, dude, there's not that many good filmmakers around here. And so then, like, to do it, like, that Joe song really opened my eyes because it's like, you know how it is, like, especially when you're, like, a kid, you're like, dude, it'd be so funny if you had a TV show about this or if you had a TV show about that. But, like, dude, actually filming it and making it look real and like fast like you had to everything has to be smooth and in sync and then you have to have different camera angles like dude it was like a whole it really opened my eyes i was like dude it's not just about like having the idea you gotta like and so now when i'm watching netflix and stuff i'm like i'm watching how like all the camera angles yeah like say somebody we're gonna have a conversation right now and we're gonna make a a, uh it's a part of the story well dude 
to be smooth, you're going to have to have like three badass cameras for that shot because I'm going to have one behind me getting like my little shoulder filming you and have one on you and then probably one here. And during that, and so to make it fluent, like me and you are going to act together. If I had one camera, I'm going to be running back here. I'm going to be like, okay, Sal, you do your lines. And then I'm going to run over here. I'm going to be like, okay, Kelton, you do your lines. <laughs> yeah. Like, right, right. It really opened my eyes. Like, I was like, dude, these Netflix dudes, you're watching this, dude. They've got like, their cameras, they got like $80,000 cameras. Yeah. Well, they also got like fucking multi million yeah. dollar budgets. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. full stuff. You staffs. don't have to have a, you could get by with, with what I've got to film a movie. Yeah. Uh, but, you still got to have like three of them, mm -hmm. you yeah. know. And it takes a lot more time and effort for sure. But I would say uh, you don't really, if you're, you really don't have to, if you were making something really creative, it's funny. I went for funny because uh, it's a lot easier for me to, to, to do that and to make fun of myself than to try to be cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I can understand that. I yeah, could totally I mean, see that, man. Like, if you're trying to be super serious about something, it, it yeah. just, I don't know. I'm just not a serious Pe well, guy. Well, yeah, people don't, I I mean, like people funny. don't really buy into it as much either. They like, really don't. If, if you, I mean, it really, if you take yourself, like, way too seriously anyway, you're, you're gonna come off as an asshole, and if you're taking yourself that seriously, you probably are, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, you gotta be able to find the balance of, like, you know, knowing when to be serious and take stuff seriously, but also being able to take a joke and make fun of yourself, and, and a lot of times that's, that's gonna get some of the best shit. That's I mean, why. That's why I. If really, we if we were really like 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 way like super serious like even in this and we couldn't take jokes and I would we, hate it. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be funny. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't be fun it if wouldn't we couldn't take if so, if one of us cracked a joke at one of the other and they got mad and like <laughs> yeah. real defensive and it was just I mean to be a bitch fest, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be lame. You know. That's why I love doing the podcast so much. Like I don't fucking care who's listening or yeah. if anybody listens at all. Yeah, we're being funny. You know, in in our own eyes, like I think we're very funny. Some people like probably think don't so. think so. Yeah, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I have fun with it. It's not for everyone. It's not. That, for that's everyone. really the biggest thing yeah. is you know, kind of having to accept. And this goes for anything again. You know, kind of like we were talking about music. I mean, anything that you're gonna make creatively, you do have to accept that not everyone's gonna like it. Mm -hmm. It's a very difficult uh, thing to accept early on. I mean, you know, it's smart to kind of know who you're trying to appeal to a little bit, know your audience and whatnot. But, but at the same time, I mean, you, you know, you, it's it's best to just make what what you like and make make what you enjoy and what's gonna be fun for you. I mean, and if other people wind up liking it and you build a following from that, then that's best case scenario. I mean, that's what you want to happen. But I don't feel like you should be making stuff with with the sole intention of just trying to get other people to like it, especially if you're not enjoying it that much yourself, you know, you got to find that balance and yeah, above, above all, I mean, I feel like you just got to enjoy what you're actually doing. Otherwise it's, it's not really going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. And and this is a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's, we can, we just get people that, that we're friends with and even people that we don't know on and just be ourselves and, just you know do our thing and i think it's cool i mean you put put on a little bit of a, a little bit of an act i mean that's part of it too i think you know i mean you do have to go a little bit above what you would like you just being your normal ass self sitting on the fucking couch you know doing whatever but i mean still i mean yeah. we're still just coming in here and doing what we like kind of the way that we want to and having fun with it have you all ever like 
cried in your studio at like one in the morning? (laughs) 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 Have you? Because you don't know Um, if you're you're gonna make it or um, if you're good enough? Okay, uh, literally Mm. cried? Yeah. No, but I've been like very down to where like I, uh, I don't know. I feel more anger than I do sadness. Yeah. So like I back whenever I used to live in my parents' house, I had my little setup in the guest house, and I would be up fucking one a.m., two a.m., three a.m. just mixing a song, writing songs and stuff, and I'll get pumped for the first hour. I was like, oh yeah, this fucking song's badass, dude. We're gonna make it. And then like the next hour, I'm mixing it and I'm like, this sounds like shit. I'm angry. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> and yeah. Shit like that. It's frustrating, man. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, dude. Like you'll fucking. It's a constant struggle. You'll write a riff and you're like, dude, that. Like, dude, I'll write a riff and I'll just put my guitar down and I'm like, dude, I like that riff. And then you get it on there and you like it for like a day. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, my problem is if I know if I can play it, I'm not impressed. You get what I'm saying? Like, if I can play the riff, I'm not impressed by it. I'm like, dude, that's slow. Like, dude, anybody could play that. Mm-hmm. Like, you get. So when other people hear it, they're gonna be like, dude, he just like hit two strings. See that? That's a big thing that's really hard to overcome. It was for me early so you know on. What I'm talking about K- kind of. I, I I honestly do because it, it's it's easy to if you're the one doing it because you're capable of doing it. You're, you've overanalyzed it and it's in you in your own mind you've kind of perceived it as simple and that other people are going right. to perceive it the same way because it's like oh well i you know i can do this and it's not that big of a deal so no everyone's going to hear this and think oh it's like simple it's boring but it's really not like that's that. exactly it's really really not like that most people most, especially uh, if they don't play an instrument yeah mo- they hear magic. most people mm-hmm. that are non-musicians you could play a basic four chord whatever and a, a you know whatever solo, and they're gonna think it's, if it sounds good, they're think gonna think it's badass. On the door. Oh, hang on, we'll. I think it's my song. That's what Bron's kid does to him. Except Bron's kid's three. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And Bron, he's like, I'll be in the studio and Parker comes. Because here's what nobody gets. Bron works from home. And Parker doesn't go to daycare. And so he's like, I feel so. He calls me and he's like, dude. He was about to cry. He was like, dude. uh, Parker just said the saddest shit to me. He was like, I'm in the studio working. And he's playing with his cars. And he's talking to his cars. And he's like, not now. I'm working. Not now I'm working. <laughs> oh, damn. And Brian was like, and I was like, but dude, you got to understand is like every other parent leaves for eight hours. Like your, your office is at home. Mm-hmm. Like you have to work. Like, what are you going to like? I get it. But, uh, you gotta, you he, have to he, work. He's at least there. With I would him, rather, you know? I would rather him be there all day, mm-hmm. you know, and at least he's there. He's always with his kid. So. But yeah, he told me that. He was like, dude, it made me sad. And I was like, but dude, you got to got nine weddings this month. Dude, you got to. You got to do it. You, you got to get it edited. I could, I could imagine that hitting different, though, like yeah. from his perspective. I don't have kids, that, so. I don't either, shit. I mean, 
But I don't know, yeah, the fact that he said the kid <laughs> said it verbatim like that. God, that, that's some TV shit right there, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm going to put that That's going on its own, man. That's cold. That's cold as fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it would probably make me sad, too. I get sad if I don't pet my dogs enough. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but that, that crying in the studio, dude, the, uh, the get yeah. in your head about riffs. It's real shit, man. And it, and it, in, I mean, even me saying this and kind of re- being able to realize that it's just yourself kind of being hypercritical, I still do it. I still struggle with that shit. I mean, it's, it's, it's well, I don't think it's it, a bad thing. I think it's a little of it's good. You want to get better. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, because you don't, I mean, you don't want to be, again, it's like, it's like being able to kind of recognize all these things and find the balance, you know, that's really like the best thing because like, yeah, you don't want to be so ego inflated that you're just loving every single thing. You're just stroking your balls every time, every, for every yeah. single thing that you're putting out and just thinking that you're the shit. Even and then if it sucks, you don't you know you just sh- shut people down. It's like no, it's fucking awesome. I spent I did this and this and spent all this time, whatever. Like, it's like you can't do that either, you know. So, um, but at the same time, if you let those you know those thoughts of like um, like oh this is too basic, this is whatever, then you might wind up like overworking yourself or like you might have something really good and if you think it's too simple then maybe you try to overcomplicate it then it then it sounds like shit because you did too much and even that's subjective dude uh, i don't know man that's the the subjective thing is that's what I've, i finally realized which dude it takes a while people don't tell you this stuff but one people might not like your song now and literally like say this Joe Rogan song goes viral. Yeah. They will literally like that same song because of this song went psychologically. Like they're like, yeah. Oh, they have a viral song. They're really good. I love this old song that I didn't like before. Yeah. Let me, let me check out this, their other stuff because now I like this, this artist. Yeah. It's real dumb. And it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. (laughs) But I'm guilty of that. I would say too. Like, well, have you ever listened to, I don't know. Dude Ranch, that was one of Blink's first albums. It's uh Damn It. You know the song Damn It. Yeah. It's yeah. on it. And like I listened to it and I it's like so low quality, so <laughs> like really bad, but I love it. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I probably would not love this if I didn't love all the high quality stuff prior to that. Right. right. Yeah, for sure. I, I kind of feel I no, I totally feel that. Like I think the best example I could think of for me personally is like Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. I yeah. I probably wouldn't have liked them if I had have heard their first album first. Yeah. No, probably not. But I you think hear that, what I think, they turn into. Yeah, yeah. I got into them, um, like, I think, the, I'm sure the first song I ever heard from them was Beast and the Harlot and Bad yeah. Country, you know? And uh, and they're my favorite band of all time. And, of course, you know, I mean, the, then this is kind of how I listen to music. I, I'll, I'll kind of discover an artist, and, like, if I find songs I like, I like to listen to them by albums, and then I'll just wind up going down this rabbit hole of their full discography. So, yeah, I do the you know, same I made thing. my Yeah, I made my way back to their older stuff. I, I love Waking the Fallen, like 100%. I, I genuinely love that album, but I, I do think I probably have a little bit of a bias in actually liking the first album personally because a lot of people that, that aren't into them as much, I try to show them that and tell them, and they're like, dude, this fucking sucks. Like, it's not, you know, it's not the same or, it's, or they just think it sucks. And no, it's not as good. It's not as good at all like, compared to their, like, um, everything else that they've done, really. But but I still really like it, so I, I can I can appreciate what they were going for. But it is because I got into them at a later time, you know. Like I mean, by the time I started listening to them, Nightmare was out, you know. 
I think I heard the first time I heard them, I was probably like 11. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it was, yeah, it was already pretty late into the cycle. See, I think they're consistent thing that any band that makes it, unless you're just, there's the rarities that they're just badasses and everybody wants to hear them all the time. Except they don't quit and they really sell the brand. Yeah. Like Blink-182 is a brand or Box One is a brand. Avenged Sevenfold is a brand. Even if you're a self, like country music, if you're Luke Combs, that's still, you've turned that into a brand. Yeah, you're, you're, you yourself, your name is a brand. Yeah, you know? and you, and if you keep that, it's all about if I can go downtown and I can say Blink-182 and people know that. They don't even have to be a fan, but if they recognize it, you're making money. Yeah. Oh, I've heard, yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, and so then you have the ability to go sell your product and make money. And so, like, right now, I think we're at, like, 20 songs, and I'm like, dude... In five years, I could possibly have like 40 or 50 songs out. And then you've really, that's why like, don't ever give up on your name. Like just keep that name, you know what I mean? And keep selling that name because dude, every time you restart your name, you have to just start over. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing I've heard from, you know, from content creators in general, especially like Twitch streamers that actually do it full time. Well, it's, any day it's just it could cons- be your just, day and you pop off. Yeah, it is. But you the know, biggest thing's consistency. Like you know, to them having to go be consistent and go through the ringer for years before they ever actually took off and hit that point. It's like you have to. I mean, you know, you have your special cases where you put one, you put your first big song out and it, you blow up and you're and you're a big deal. But that can kind of be a negative thing in at, at the same time because then, sometimes you blow up for that one song and then in two weeks no one gives two fucks about you. You know, versus the people who have that consistency and hit that spot where they had that exponential growth and then all of a sudden now they're now they're a big deal and they have this fan base because they've been consistent and and they're they're there for them you know well like if you play a show and this is what i've told brian since we started is i was like dude if you're playing a show and you've wowed this particular person in the audience i now have their drive home to retain them as a fan they're going to go to all my social media stuff. And if I have everything easy for them to be a fan, like it's like, I always think retail. It's like, if I make it easy for you to shop, make it easy for you to be a fan of, of Box One and interact with Box One, like I want everything easy. One click, you can get to all the different stuff. It's easy to find. People will literally like, they'll be like, oh, I tried to find them. I couldn't find them. I gave up. Yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? And then you had that person's interest for 30 minutes, and it was too hard. They tried three times to find you on Instagram, and they couldn't. They gave up, you know? And so, like, this whole time, that's what I've... Like, I don't care to be famous, but I just want to be smart about it. And if somebody wants to be a fan of Box One and they want to support us, I want it to be very easy for them to do that. And... It was very scary for a while because I thought it was about being famous. And I was like, shit, like, I'm not cool. I'm not all this stuff, but I really want to play music for a living. And then when I learned that it is a business, like the the wedding thing, like I said, I'm not popular, but I'm making a living. And so I'm like, dude, music, it's the same way. Like, I'll not be popular, but I'll be making a living. And like, dude, that pumps me up. Yeah, so. and then I mean, and if you're consistent with time, I mean, you 
probably will become popular. It just goes with it. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's a process. I mean, you can't give up on it in really dude, even a year, you know, or or it's just not gonna happen, you know. But if you sit yeah, but it, there, it, but it's, it's it's hard. It's it's hard to to get into that frame and accept that because it's so easy, even just week by week, sometimes to get discouraged and just be like, God, what do we? Like, what's the point? What if I just, you know, fucking stopped because it's like, oh, this thing only got two likes. You know, it's so, so easy to get discouraged. You just got to push through it, dude. I mean, yeah. And it's not, it's not too bad now, but yeah. you, uh, dude, it's at some points where you're like, dude, what am I doing, man? Like, what am I doing? Like, who do you think you are? Do you think you can, like, go have a band and shit like that? Like, <laughs> it's just. Been there, man. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of glad we're going in the direction that we're going right now with the podcast and game dev because, I mean, I, I think it's a kind of a different crowd than it is music-wise, you know? Yeah. So it'll be something mostly. new to experience, kind of a new crowd to, you know, cater to and stuff. And it's it's just something new. I needed something new to do other than music. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big reason that, you know, that the whole son of mars thing's been on such a hiatus anyway i think is just just trying to do something new like we've talked about that before just covid hit and we had technically like some bands did had an opportunity to use that time to just write and keep going and do whatever but like you know everyone involved did need a break all kind of for different reasons so I don't, I, don't, I, I, I say hiatus because, like he said before, I don't necessarily want it to be just done and over with, but definitely need a break. But I, but I'm start I'm about to start getting into the swing of playing shows again and stuff, and I'm really looking forward to that. Are you going to play for bands? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this will be the first time I've ever really done like session drummer type like stuff. So, but I've gotten two show offers and the past month and i'm just gonna keep rolling with that and i'm gonna you know leave myself open to playing being able to drum and play shows for for people that need it and uh i mean it's been cool so far it's been so long now that i've personally played a show that I'm, i am really excited for it i didn't realize how much i i missed it you know and until i got back into that space and started jamming with people and i mean it was it just felt good, you know. It, I had I had I haven't felt that in a while, and it felt really good. Even just performing in that room on a small scale, in front of a couple other people. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. So I'm I'm really looking forward to being able to do that again. I'm kind of uh, I haven't told anybody about it yet because uh, it's not really anything yet. But uh, I am part of a music project right now uh, that Caleb Brinsfield brought up to me. And hmm. so, I mean, I've had friends just kind of ask me like, hey, you know, can you like fill in guitar, you know, playing this show and stuff like that? And I would just decline and stuff. But Caleb, he approached me with it, with this idea, and it just made a lot of sense. And it was just the I'm not going to go into the details about what he pitched me because it's not my place to do it because it's his thing. But just the way he presented it to me. I felt a little inspired in that it actually had meaning behind it. And I wasn't just playing some show or playing this riff and this recording for somebody just because, just because they asked me to, but because it had meaning behind it and it could potentially do some good. 
So he's he's sent me a bunch of stuff that he wanted me to listen to and retrack and add stuff if I want to or whatever. So I'm gonna be doing that. And I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah. Because it, it's just not another, hey Sal, can you you wanna play guitar for me? You know? <laughs> like I I just don't like to hear that. <laughs> you know, I gotcha. like, do you get a lot of that? Yeah, I've never had that. That would be wild. That would be annoying, though. It it, it kind of is because, like, I mean, I'm on. I'm I'm. Caleb told me he was like after listening to the podcast and stuff. You know, you've been saying you've been burnt out on playing guitar and stuff. And I mean, I really am. But just what he told me, what he's doing, what it's all about. I'm like, okay, I I can dig this. Dude, I haven't touched my guitar in like three. Mo- Probably when I filmed that Joe song is the last time I touched my guitar. Do you do that? I do. Mine are sitting. In the, yeah. My good ones are in the cases back there. Yeah, I haven't touched yeah, them yeah. in like two or three months. Yeah, maybe. Jeez. Yeah, dude. I gotta get show ready. Yeah, this is the first like getting ready for the shows I'm about to play is the first time I've unpacked and set up my kit in. Oh boy, a, a very long time. I, I was gonna say over a year. It might have been over a year, like real shit. Because even when we were rehearsing and uh, playing music and stuff, I was re- I've been you know rehearsing and playing on electric drum sets. You know, luckily I, I you know I live in an apartment, so I can't set up my d- damn real kit in there. Yeah, you know you can't you can't do that. <laughs> but um, but luckily I have an electric kit, so I have been able to be playing and practice on that this is the first time i've like broken up broken out my kit and set it up and i had to get like re comfortable with how i had it and getting the angles and everything right again so the first time setting it up again was kind of a bitch it took me a while it was tedious but it didn't take me too long to kind of get breaking it down a couple times like okay i'm back in the swing of you know it's it's not like I'm having to like relearn some like crazy fucking equation or anything. It just kind of naturally came back to me, you know. I think part of what's kind of in, inspired me in a way to want to you know play play shows again and stuff. Um, kind of, strangely enough, has been doing the drum lessons. Not that I don't like teaching the drums because I, I do enjoy it. It's an entirely different thing. It's still pretty new to me, but I do I think I think it's pretty cool. But one of the biggest things um, with with teaching kind of pri- I would say private music lessons probably in general or just teaching music, you know, I mean you're gonna get a lot of beginners, you're gonna a lot of, get a lot of kids and stuff. And that's and that's great, but because of that, like, you know, you start to realize, you know, the basics are the basics. So you kinda have to teach everyone the same like basic stuff so you wind up playing a lot of the same stuff you wind up encountering you know the same problems that people kind of on average have and but but ultimately it boils down to you wind up playing a lot of the same stuff and i'll kind of catch myself i get i guess like not in an asshole way because i I don't ever like to come off as conceited or anything but like it's i guess it's it's almost like i know i can do more i'm capable of playing more and i'm having to sit here and play you know and and it's it's cool it's fun like i in the moment because like i'm having to show you know you got to start somewhere i can't jump in and be like all right play this or what the fuck ever you know that you can't do that there's no way that they're just going to be able to jump in and do that unless they're fucking prodigy (laughs) so you have to break you know you have to break it down you have to learn how these kids learn and teach it to them a way they can understand you know 
But at the same time, I still have that feeling of like, damn it. But like, I, I still want to play this other stuff because this is what I like to play. And this is what I want to play. And just getting to sit down and play that stuff makes, you know, and performing does make me happier than try, trying to show someone else how to do it. It, I, I do enjoy that still. I'm very fortunate to be doing that. But if I had to pick performing over that, I easily would. Like, there, there's just something different about it, man. I don't know. Like, I just get... I, it just feels it just feels good, you know? Just being able to play the play the instrument and play and do what I love and, and do it for people and well, perform, it's like, uh, you know? It's, it's a really good feeling. I don't know how y'all feel, but, like, when I really know a song... Uh-huh. Like, once you really know it, it's like you just, like, hit this mode... Where it's like you're just riding the wave. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And you're like, you're not thinking about what you're going to play. And like, dude, that's when a song, like, you can feel it. Like, if you, like, right. obviously don't know it very well, you're like sitting there, like, okay, with this part I got to hit, I got to uh, be on how this. Does, how does this rhythm yeah, go? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But especially songs you've wrote, dude, you're like in there playing it, dude. It's just like, you just, you hit the wave, dude. And it just like it just all flows. hits smooth. And it's just like when you hit the rock chords, dude, it's just like, when you and know, it goes yeah. with the mute, like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. you don't even hear that you hit the chord because it blends with the music perfect. You, you like know what I'm saying? You you have a full understanding of how the song yeah. as a whole sounds. So you're not and and if you know your part and you've got it all down, then like you're not having to think anymore. You're not having to meticulously think anymore about these individual rhythms. You just, I mean, it's literally just developing muscle memory and 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 being able to you know feel it so to speak and no yeah like that i mean that's the goal i mean you want to get it down to a point to where you're not having to think about it when you do it you it just kind of flows out you know and i remember that's when great. i was younger and you'd watch like i was just a big blink guy so that's who i'm always going to reference but i'd watch him and you're like dude how's travis not fucking up like how's he up there playing and not fucking up or how is man you know how's how's tom not getting off time here because you know i remember trying to be on time was like trying to freaking walk on water you know i used to uh just sit there and i would always be counting off trying to get good at keeping time and like dude now that you don't have to it's just nice like looking back and you're like dude i'm past that level like i don't have to like you know i don't have to keep a little metronome in my head if i'm trying to keep in time it's just natural yeah you 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 progressed i mean that's kind of the the goal you know You know, and that's actually a a big thing I try to kind of tell, like, my students and, you know, kind of get them to understand, you know, is that, like, you know, it it does start this way, but, like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, you have to start with the basics, but, I mean, you want to get to a point to where you're not having to, to think about you know you're hitting your left hand and your right hand at the same time like you you don't you, you get to where you kind of feel it more naturally and you're not having to like think about it as much cuz uh and and I tell them that a lot too like especially like if you know the ones I've had for a longer period of time that have actually progressed to you know slightly more advanced than the basics and they're playing new rhythms like I'll point it out really really for them like to give them you know a spark kind of a spark of motivation like just like look like dude like a month ago you were struggling with what you just did and now you're just pulling it out and do it and doing it not even thinking about it because like whatever whatever they're playing it was part of like this bigger rhythm that they're trying to learn and they might be struggling with it but it's like it's like no i know you can do it because a month ago you couldn't do what you're doing now you know don't get discouraged because it just it does just take 
time and practice it's easy it's really easy to get frustrated but like but i mean i'm I'm showing you you know this is you know hands-on progress right in front of your eyes so you know don't get discouraged by that music's the best man because <laughs> uh it doesn't hide man you either practice your instrument and get better or you don't yeah like you know i love that it's so simple and like as a kid man like you know i was 10 nobody in my family played music like nobody pushed me to play music and that's how it is for a lot of kids is it's like music man's like you know how many people get a guitar and don't learn how to play it or get a drum set and don't learn how to play it oh yeah pretty much i bet 80 percent of kids that get an instrument don't learn how to play it and yeah. like when you do dude it's like such an achievement that nobody realizes mm-hmm. like you know, for sure like you go go to I don't know about y'all's family. Y'all might have musical families, but no, I'm with you, dude. If you no, go I, to my Thanksgiving, not any person in that room <laughs> even knows what timing is. Like, yeah, you know, I would say I was kind of the same way because, like, I, I was surrounded by music. Like, it, 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 I was, I guess, different in that sense that my parents loved listening to music. They got me kind of into you know what I listened to. Like, I so I, at an early age, I was exposed to a lot of different stuff. Like, my mom listened to more pop and country. My dad listened to a lot of um, like rock metal and old school hip hop. So I, I got, you know, choices. I really wasn't limited, but, you know, so early, you know, I, I was hearing a lot of Metallica and old school corn and stuff like that. Um, but they didn't play instruments, you know, so I, I didn't really have any musicians in, in the family like that, you know, so. It, it, it just kind of happened. I don't know. I, I guess I, I got lucky. I just kind of got wound up getting into it when I was like 11-ish or so and kind of... At first, I wanted to play guitar. I think that that seems like a pretty common thing. I feel like most kids and people like just want to play guitar because like that's the thing to do, playing Guitar Hero and shit. And I was like, oh, I'm really good at this. I'd probably... I just get a real guitar and I could just play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that shit doesn't work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but what does half-ass work like for me anyway like I, I taught myself how to play drums but i did play a lot of um rock band rock band and guitar hero metallica like a guitar hero eventually got the drums and stuff and before i ever got a drum set i got really fucking good at that i was just playing playing all these songs and stuff on expert and um rhythmically they're they're, the they're, they're going yeah they're they're char- they're charted rhythmically accurate you know yeah. so if you i've said this before if you if you can play a song on expert on the drums specifically not the guitar but the drums then as far as the rhythm is concerned the hand motion and the foot motion you can play that song on you're real not drums doing all the te- you're not yeah. doing all the rolls in the field yeah there, there, there's some there's some techniques that you know you would need to learn to train to get it to translate well on a real drum set because I mean, if you're if you're you learned how to play these songs an expert, but the entire time you were holding your drumsticks like yeah. with a fist, closed yeah. fist, <laughs> it's not gonna work, you know. Yeah. Um, but so I think that that played a huge part in me kind of learning how to play drums early, especially on. tempo. Yeah, it, it'll help. Dude, you, yeah, help you build your sense of rhythm. So and keep many time, people yeah. can shred and they cannot keep time. Oh yeah. So no, yeah. and that, that I'm definitely not even close to the best guitarist, but the best thing I ever did was learn how to keep time and i think drums i'm not i'm not even close to the best guitarist but i'm way worse at drums <laughs> than i am guitar but i uh, got the fundamentals down mm-hmm. and i would always 
put earbuds in and just play along the songs and if I could play the part I'd play it if I couldn't I couldn't yeah that's I mean that's basically how I taught myself how to play got my tempo really good you Mm. know I got a buddy he can shred but he cannot keep time no I know people like that man I know I know drummers like that I know a lot of drummers like that they they can play play, a click yeah like they can play stuff you know like and they might be decent but like yeah they they can't keep time for well, anything you know and i'm i was i've been guilty of that like especially when i was younger like i, I mean especially if you're not told yeah well, yeah because i wasn't I, it, I found it out a little later into it i feel like because like i would say the first like the really really early stages like you know when i was that young i mean no i, di- I didn't know what the fuck a metronome was yeah. I, I didn't learn I would say technical fundamentals, like until I got in the high school band. Well, no, not not high school band. I'm sorry, um, middle school band. Uh, you know, I played drums in in middle school, high school. I mean, I feel like like I already knew how to play drums by that point, but it did help me kind of learn uh, mostly learn how to read music, and then like I would say refine maybe some techniques and stuff and some timing. Definitely, I think for uh, drumming, like being in bands, like huge. It, I think it really yeah. separates the badasses from the. Like a, a a Travis Barker top drummer from mm-hmm. uh, Bron, <laughs> mm-hmm. he and that's what we're gonna do. Uh, he's been doing all of our drums right now, but uh, we're gonna get a drummer for shows. And I think what I'm gonna do is because I'll have some extra room out there. And this is the last thing I'll then I'll let y'all. I've probably talked your ear off. <laughs> no, you good. But uh, we've been back and forth. We were like we can use backtracks and Brian can play drums and sing and uh, I'll play guitar and then we'll just like fill in the rest but dude I really think a drummer is the way to go and then he's gonna play bass and front man with me I told him I was like dude we just need to chill out because like I want to do this once I want to snatch up a prodigy and I think I can do it because I'll have I'll be able to give them a place to live (laughs) and be like dude like I want to go to a fucking high school find a little badass that's graduating and be like dude do you want to play drums for a living you're gonna come live here and i want you're gonna practice every day and you're gonna be my drummer and (laughs) yeah and if you listen to travis barker's story i don't know if you ever listened to him on joe rogan that is all that motherfucker wanted to do and that's what takes you to that next level and i'm like i don't need a drummer because I have one, and we're already recording music, so if I'm going to get one, he's going to be... It's going to take my music to the next level. You get what I'm saying? I want it to be yeah. like a once. like I, And I think if you have resources to offer them, I think if you went up to... Because I heard Travis Barker's story. He was like living in dude's floor. If I was like, mm-hmm. dude, you're a badass. I want to groom you. Not in a gay way. <laughs> I want to, I want to, you know, groom you for a punk rock band. Do you want to just come fucking shred every day? I think you could. I mean, would you not if you were like eighteen and you really wanted oh, to be absolutely. a drummer? Yeah, I, yeah, I could see myself. And doing I was that like, I'll give you two hundred bucks dude. a week and a place to live. <laughs> That's a you, lot of money. <laughs> and all you need to do is play drums. Yeah. That's my plan. That's a fucking there solid go, plan, it, and I see that working. Yeah, because, dude, that's the thing. That's what I, my last, last thing. It's all about money, dude. Like, especially when you get to the professional levels of this shit, it's like, dude, quit asking everybody to do shit for free. Like, if I'm sitting here trying to find a badass drummer, I'm not going to find one asking them all to do it for free. Like, mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to have to pay people to get 
you got to put some money out to get places. You know what I mean? And if if I can hire a Travis Barker level drummer, because they're out, dude. There's Travis Barkers everywhere, dude. These kids have been playing drums since they're like five now with YouTube. Yeah. Like, dude, they're, dude. I swear, like, there's just some little badasses everywhere. And so I'm glad you said that, because uh, kind of going back to the what I was saying about Caleb's project that he uh, he's gonna have me be a part of um he's making it worth my while yeah he, he says he says i will pay you per song yeah. you know he says this will be you know like we're best friends we've been friends for a long yeah, time yeah yeah i know but, Caleb. but he's like this is also we're gonna look at this as kind of like a business thing also yeah. you know and I'm, I'm gonna make it worth your while because i know you're a really great guitar player and i'm not just gonna ask this to do this for free so that i became interested because it wasn't for one, there's a meaning behind it, and also it's it's worth my while. It's yeah, it's worth doing. I paid Nathan to come be in the video. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even gonna take money, and I cash after him on the way home. I was like, dude, take this. Like, you just drove down here, spent your whole afternoon to be in my music video. You know, I'm all about paying people, dude. Like, I know it, and dude, the more I get into that, dude, the better things go for me. Like, the, you get more professional relationships and you get more... I mean, dude, people are like, you know, money's not everything, but, dude, it's, it's a fucking lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. money might not make you happy, but, dude, it makes you not stressed out how you're going to pay your bills. I forgot to tell you, you need to pay to be on Lobster Party. <laughs> <laughs> Where's oh, that entry fee, dog? <laughs> That's fucking cover charge. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. One last question, man. Um, so you got all these projects going on. You got, you know, KB going, the wedding stuff, um, box wine. When, when are you doing band talk again? <laughs> Have you been planning that? No. No, dude, dude, I go watch Band Talk now, and I can't even watch it. It's so yeah. cringy. Because <laughs> uh, since I've done full-time filmmaker, I'm like, dude, I have my cameras settings, they look like shit. I'm all wadded out. Like, I'm going to do something again. Probably not a Band Talk. I think I'm going to do something where it's kind of a podcast form, but I kind of go up and just troll on current events kind of comedy central style mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. anchorman style yeah and mm-hmm. like just have like a weekly take that i'm just like talking shit about everything that i don't like mm-hmm. but in a comical way right kind of comedy central style so <laughs> you know what grinds my gears yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, dude, i was even thinking of having like uh have Brian like on site, you know, and be like, we're coming oh, to Brian, and Brian's in this field somewhere. That would be talking, so funny, you know, <laughs> like Brian be the on site, like do a news team, like yeah. a real news, like be a news channel, but we're like fucking just trolling on shit. Yeah. And fucking, I don't know. I want to see that. That's, that sounds funny. So that, that's, that's a cool idea. It's not a set in stone idea, but that's why I need the studio, dude, because I could literally have that all set up in one little corner. To and do that. then easily do a weekly, like put together a weekly skit and have this. It's just so hard, dude. And that was the thing with band talk is you got to get different bands. I want to do shit that I don't, that I can do all by myself. That like, I don't have to have guests. I don't have to have this. And I'm like, well, dude, nobody's going to sit up here and listen to me talk. So I need to make it funny. And then I'm a video guy. So I kind of need to make it a little creative too. That's an idea. It's not a... I got a TV show I'm working on 
that's the main main idea right now. Uh huh. Just a just a dumb TV show. Yeah. Like kind of workaholics kind of thing. Dude. Sick. Yeah. So. I love workaholics. Dude, it's so funny. It's so I'm, ridiculous. I was man. watching it last night, dude. I haven't watched it in forever, and I turned it on. I was like, God damn, this shit's so funny, yeah. dude. And it's like, dude, you get to doing a lot of dialogue. That shit's not easy. Because I've not. been watching it, and I'm like, okay, I could think of the ideas, but, like, dude, just the the quicks, like, just the smooth dialogue going on in the, during the scene like dude that's a challenge in itself mm-hmm. you know because I've, yeah. I've done some skits and like you might say your line well and then dude doesn't say his line well and then you know then it doesn't end up cohesive you know yeah so I, know what you mean, so I don't think I'll actually be able to do like like I say workaholics and you're thinking man this is gonna look like workaholics and it's like no it'll be like a cheese ball <laughs> version with bad acting <laughs> <laughs> but I think I can play on the bad acting yeah you know like I can make that comical mm-hmm. so yeah cause it's just gonna be me and Brian and then like maybe my girlfriend and, you know maybe Cody yeah yeah but he's a little camera shy so <laughs> but yeah I, would, I haven't seen him in years man since high school Oh really? Yeah. I saw him last night. I see him once a week. He gets my prescriptions. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Damn, dude. Um, you you got anything else to say, man? You want to no. plug everything? You want? I know you want to. Yeah, plug yourself, I man. Don't plug. I don't know how to plug. Fucking uh, plug it in, dude. All right. You can follow me on Instagram. It's just Kelton Sanders, and then everything's pretty easy to find. It's Box One. Box Wine Band or uh, KB Studios. Hell yeah. That's it. Well, thank you so much, Kelton. Brandon. Yeah. Thanks. Th- thanks, uh, guys. Yeah, thanks for being on, man. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Lobster Party. If you haven't already, uh, check us out on Facebook, too. That's probably the best way to keep up with you know what we're doing, new episodes coming out and all that shit. But yeah, thanks again, everybody. And thanks again for uh, Kelton for being on, man. Later.